1: Shopgear.com The following is a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. You want the truth, okay? Baby, then listen in. This is the Listen In, first, like, listen in Podcast in. with your hosts, John Cimino and Brandon Gorel, here on the Gear Radio Network. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. The Listen In Podcast is on the air here on the Gear Radio Network on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever fine find podcasts. Can be heard. Well, yeah, all in one breath. I bite well, you, you, you already heard by now. Brand, Mr. Brandon Gorel over there. Hey. Hi, Brandon. Hi. Uh, Fresh off of his uh, mission in Honduras. And my name is John Semino. I'm at BJC Money. We are presented today uh, thanks to your recent Amazon shopping using gearnetwork.com slash Amazon or shopgear.com. Where, ladies and gentlemen, uh, gift cards, Uh, you know, there's no holidays going on right now. I mean, Easter's coming, but that's a little too late for you now. But, you know, birthday's coming up. Whatever. Congratulations. People graduating, it's happening now. We're, we're getting to the, we're getting to summertime, late spring, summertime. Where nice weather's coming, schools ending, graduations happening. Get yourself a gift card, any denomination. You can do it as an e-gift. You can do it print at home. You can have it sent by mail. I don't know why you would do that because you can just do the e-gift through email, whatever. But whatever. Some of you all still live in the stone age. But shop by occasion, birthdays, thank yous, weddings, congrats, new babies, workplace. Just because. See y'all baby cakes any denomination, shopgear.com, get a gift card. Send it to your uh, send it to your friends, send it to your relatives, sell it to your neighbors, send it, not sell it, and uh, tell them to use our link when they use that card. And on today's show, Tiger Woods Brandon, he's back. Yeah man, the, in case if you've been living under a rock, he won the 2019 man masters, and I ask, is this is this the greatest sports comeback story? We'll touch up on that in a little bit. Uh Big Russ, Russell Wilson signs an extension with Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks and he is now Everybody seems to be, when they sign a contract, the league's highest paid player of all time, and that's just going to keep happening. Uh, but anyways, currently right now, Russell Wilson is now the league's highest paid player. We'll talk about that. And hockey news, the Tampa Bay Lightning were swept in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I ask, is this an all- the all-time upset in NHL history? Brandon, you being the NHL uh, guru, uh, we will talk to you about that yeah. and get your feedback on that. Uh, but first, Brandon. Excuse me. Yeah. How was Honduras? Uh, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. You were not. Well, we couldn't podcast. I was in Honduras. I was thinking. I, uh, well, I mean, it sounds a little more, you know, sounds nicer.
0: Uh, yeah, it is. It, it sounds a lot better than I Went to some meetings, did a lot of drinking, way more drinking than I should have. Um, <laughs> ate some and great you, food. And your body told you you
1: were not in your 20s anymore, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I got there on Monday after driving there. It's 11 hours of driving. Um, mm-hmm. Got in the hotel with the Including the time light. zone switch? Uh, yeah. Huh? So I left at 9 in the morning Eastern. And got to there at 6 p.m. Central. So it wasn't bad. Okay. Um, Because you lose the hour going. Well, you you gain an hour going across. So anyways, um, I got there and I got in the hotel lobby, checked in. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to hit the gym and then shower before, you know, most people come in. Well, turns out everyone already was in. And a lot of people took early flights and got in early. Okay, And I saw like four members of my team over at the hotel bar and I was like, well, maybe I'll just get dressed and go down and have a drink because, you know, I don't see these people very often. We just, we remote all the time anyways. So figure figured why not? Company's paying for them. Sure, let's do it. So went down, had a couple of Moscow mules and then we we're all like, you know what? Kind of hungry. Let's go get some dinner. So Like six of us went and got dinner. We were going to go across the street. We saw a Longhorn. And then one of the dudes in our group was like, wait, isn't that a chain? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, screw that. I'm not going to a chain. He's like, and I'm also not crossing the street to go to a chain. So we stayed in our plaza. There was this place called City Works right next to us. It's a bar and grill. We actually were, it was nice enough to eat outside. So we were outside on their patio, Uh, you know, got some food there. I got a flight while I was there. went back to the hotel and in the lobby bar, more people were coming in. My buddy, Robert was down there. Um, Buddy Jamie was down there. So we all just uh, started having more drinks. And before I knew it, it was almost two in the morning. And I was like, I've got to be up at seven because breakfast is at eight. They feed us breakfast every day. There's a full breakfast buffet for us. And uh, so I got up at seven, took a shower kind of feeling half in the bag grabbed a kickstart went down to breakfast had breakfast then meetings all day um and then they have a reception deal with meetings man after all that it it was brutal i mean we have talks and like the people that talk in our company they're interesting like we had our the the first person we get is ted he's our um our vp and then right after that we get our ceo and they've all got energy they got you know they're not bullshitters. Like you're not getting some bullshit speech. Like it's it's actual like stuff that's like m- that matters to what we do. It's not like hey we got all this money. They mention the money and like you know gains and things like that, but they tie it into what we're doing and how we fuel that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know things that we're working on and that we're trying to introduce and 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 all these things. So. Uh, it was interesting. And then, you know, you get lunch, you get your lunch break again, a lunch buffet. Um, so I had lunch and then uh, go back to what we have is called sessions. Mm-hmm. And we go and we, you know, uh, Jeff, people from our, no, 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 no. It's all people um, that, you know, work in our IT team. Um, they, you know, they host like a, a 45 minute session where they like, you know, something that like a passion project. Somebody's like, you know, does API testing, or another person uses this tool called Elk. Like they give a, like a forty-five minute seminar where you can Q and A on it, and you know things like that. So there's a couple of those in the afternoon. Then you're done, and then it was time for the uh, reception, which they had at our um, at our office, um, and it was booked on the eleventh floor um, in our office. And they had all kinds of pizza and wings and uh burgers and hot dogs and all that shit uh, upstairs um and then they uh rented bartenders <laughs> and had bars for us so we had wine oh. there was uh there was beer there was a few different bottles so you can have for like mixed drinks or uh on the rocks um so we had that bump into my vice president while I'm getting a beer and starts chatting it up with me about my product and what I'm working on. And, you know, and I bump into him and then I bump into my CEO and I get to chat with him for a bit. And it's like, man, I remember when I worked at the former company, the shitty company I used to work at. Um, I don't want to blow up their spot. So I'll just make up a name for them. uh, And, uh, (laughs) 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 they had a vp who would come to these like luncheons that we would get once a year like hey great job everybody and like he'd give a little speech and then not stick around then he just bolt out like he barely talked to anybody and then people he did talk to was all the upper managers and then
1: he was gone should i be honest with you about something there (laughs) Uh, yes i i have a reliable source that tells me he doesn't even stick around for a speech anymore really Oh, nope. He's a piece
0: of shit. Nope. He can suck a dick. Anyways, oh, um. Christ. Anyways, uh, so you know, I go through that, and that lasts till about eleven o'clock. Reliable they source, kind of booting CIA, us out of the building.
1: Napkin, by the way. What? I said the reliable source's name was CIA agent napkin. <laughs> okay. <Sorry. laughs> uh,
0: anyways. So this wraps up at 11. They're kind of booting us out. Cause they got to clean up uh, all the cleaning crews there and they're kind of ready to clean up the office. Cause you know, people have to come work there the next day. <laughs> so um, we head back over to the hotel lobby and I'm like, you know, I'll just have a drink. And that drink turns into oh, six.
1: I'm still laughing at, at the mentions there, Brandon. <laughs> Not, and uh, there no other reason other than it was funny.
0: Uh, well, you know, I, timing's everything, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I stayed down
0: there and, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to have one drink. I'm pretty tired. No, I stayed down there for six. So it was like 1.30 when I get done and mm-hmm. I get back to my room and again have to be up at 7 <laughs> for another day of meetings and breakfast and lunch did that and then we go back uh to another outing and it was a category outing so it was integrated solutions is the category that I'm in and it's multiple teams and they have this place called punch bowl which I did not send to you this awesome thing I have to send it to you okay um so <clears throat> it's a it's kind of like a Remember Jillian's, where he had like the bowling
1: alley, oh, the arcade, yeah, yeah, the bar. In, food, in all fact, that stuff? in fact, a little known fact: BLTD's yeah. uh, Mr. Perez used to be yeah. a bouncer there. Hmm. Little okay. known fact. All right. Good, anyway, go ahead. Good Jillian. little
0: nugget there. Uh so I'm there, and we're me and my buddy Chris and Byron. We're the last ones there because we were watching the Pens game at the um at the bar up there. Game's going over time, and like let's head back to the hotel. so we can catch overtime because it's only a few minutes down the road. And um so <laughs> we uh we start walking out, and the first two steps, it's like you have to take two steps to get to the main steps. Um uh the first two steps printed along the stepway. It was their spray painted black and they had white block lettering that said regulators mount up. I was like, that's dope. Ah, And so I take a picture of it and I start walking up the stairs and I get to the next flight of stairs and it's all the fucking lyrics to regulators going all the way up the three flights of stairs. Amazeballs. I took a picture of all three flights of stairs with the lyrics to regulators on it. That's awesome. So, yeah, I get back to the hotel again. I'm going to go to bed early. (laughs) Twelve o'clock I went to bed after many more drinks again. Third day, I'm like, I'm totally in the bag after three days of this. It comes a Thursday. It's the last day. There's no, there's no um, speakers in the morning, so it's all just sessions. So I went to all those, did lunch routine, and then we had our um, team outing and we did it at this uh, Cooking Skills Academy where we did last year. Um, and last year we did Italian food, this year we did Spanish food. So we made empanadas, uh, and they showed us how to make them. Like we made the tortillas ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, from scratch, and cut all the cut all the ingredients. You know, the jalapenos, the peppers, uh, made the cilantro like to put on the plate. What um, kind? What kind of empanadas did you make? Uh, we made pork belly, jalapeno, and with garlic paste. Okay. Okay. Um, that was our creation and it was actually pretty good. It okay. looked like shit. Uh, cause my teammates were in a rush. Actually, my teammate like spent way too much fucking time trying to make like a jalapeno and paste infused tortilla shell to give it more, fl- more flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up like racing to the buzzer. It fell apart. They threw it on top of like the shitty cilantro because I'm trying to put it on the plate. Mm-hmm. And the fucking dude that was cooking the empanada with the oil, he mm-hmm. was putting the oil on the top side to keep it cooking evenly. He puts the fucking spoon down in the cilantro that I'm grabbing off my cutting board, mm-hmm. fucking burned the side of my finger. Oh, fucking so hot. Like yeah. burned, blistered immediately. It was brutal. Spanish food, my man. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we didn't win. These uh, three girls, the only three girls on our team all teamed up together and they beat the shit out of us. Like they had this great looking dish. They made like these little shells instead of empanadas mm-hmm. that they filled with all kinds of like three different kind of varieties. They were little cups. They basically mm-hmm. made of the tortilla shells and filled it with stuff. It looked amazing. They won. It was easy, but then they feed you afterwards too. So it's fully prepared, like, you know, food. So they had all kinds of like sauces and things to put on, the Chicken and the pork shoulder, and they had the Spanish rice, so I had some of that. Um, and they let you bring your own beers too, so we're all drinking. I I got a 12 pack of high life, okay. And everyone was laughing, like, he's good. So, you're gonna get high life? It was like, you everyone's getting IPAs and all these things, and like, you look around the room, and everybody was drinking the high life. So, I was like, see, they know they know high life's were the only thing that were gone, like, everything was. Everything was still left. We got to bring it back. We're in the fucking hotel lobby like a bunch of fucking drunk idiots drinking fucking beers (laughs) at their bar. (laughs) And the guy comes out and he's like, guys, he's like, I don't want to be a dick or anything. He's like, but we got security cameras. It's a liability. You guys can't be drinking like your own stuff in the view of the cameras. We had to like move further out in the lobby to get more drinks. I I stayed up till 1130 and I was like, that's it. I, I'm tapping out because I got to drive tomorrow morning. I set the alarm for seven. Did not get up till eight. Hit the road. Drove back home. Pretty fucking exhausting week. I got home Friday night and I was like, yo, I just want to be dead. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. All right. All right. So that was a lot more exciting than a mission in Honduras.
1: Yes. All right. Very good. A lot got got more the, booze got there. Cash, without, I got, now, now you got me wanting empanadas, but I can tell you this right now. I make a million. They were good, man. I make a mean beef empanada, man. Them shits. Them shits are good, man. Them shits are good. Get you in trouble too. Um, All right. Well, moving on from Brandon's Honduras mission to Tiger Woods. Uh, Brandon, Tiger Woods, he won. Take a woods. He's back, my man. He won He won the Masters, the 2019 Masters. It was his first Masters win since 2005, his first major championship since 2008. He shot two under on Sunday to finish 13 under total in the tournament yeah, on a Sunday, which the lead changed several times and it was very crowded up until the end. Um, Tiger moves to 15 majors in his career. He tra- trails. Jack Nicholas or he, you could just call him Jack. Everybody just knows him as Jack. Jack Nicholas by 3 who has 18. Mm-hmm. Nicholas's winning span was from 1962 to 1986. Woods' span is from 1997 until present. Uh, I ask you Brandon uh, a number uh, a number of questions, but first and foremost, uh, does Tiger catch Jack? Do you think is he back?
0: Uh, I think he's been back for a little bit and I think that he's been kind of pressing to try to get that major under his belt and he just hasn't been able to get over the hump and he finally did and I think now that he got that like he kind of like fired that remember how Mickelson couldn't win a, a major forever mm-hmm. and it took him forever to win one and then like he won a couple like mm-hmm. right in a row afterwards. Right. Yes, I, I think that's what's going to happen to Tiger. I think that the, the chase for Jack is back on. Um, he trails by three. Mm -hmm. He's 43. Um, but his physical shape, like he finally got done with that bullshit Navy seal training that he was doing that. He basically destroyed his body with, um, he's back to like the tiger. That was like, he looks physically like the tiger that was there. He doesn't hit as far as he did, but he he knows how to play. He's so he's becoming kind of like back in the day. It was like he can impress everyone with his long drives, his long iron shots and reaching the green and like, you know, unfathomable shortness, uh, you know, to kind of have easy putts. He's now become like Greg Maddox for golf. Okay. Where he doesn't have the best stuff. He doesn't have the huge, you know, fastball. He doesn't have the huge biting curveball, but he knows how to set up his stuff. And if you watch that Masters, like he really, really dissected that course. Like he Mm -hmm. played that, he played the course, is what he did. Some guys tried to get aggressive with it. Some guys, like 12 was a great example. He won, like where it was possible to win came on hole 12. Because hole 12, the group in front of them, the one guy that was right on their tails, put it in the water. And then the two guys he was playing with, uh, Molinari and um, Fino, uh, they both went and tried to attack the green, and both of them attacked the green, and it rolled off and into the water. So what did Tiger do? That was... Uh, he, that was it, Tiger it, it, of old... Tiger mm-hmm. of old would have said, "You know what? Watch this shit." And he would have gone for the aggressive play, and he probably would have stuck it.
1: <clears throat> Tiger, I think knows that was his that was Kapka, no? right? That went, that went into the drink, Kapka, right? Was it? Or no, no, no. It was Cantlay. no, it wasn't Kapka. Yeah, it was, no, I don't even think it was Canley. I think it
0: was yeah. the um, it is was it he was Xander. No, I think it was it was Shafly, Shafal, yeah. or whatever his last name is, Shafley. Xander Shafley, Shafley. okay he was the one cuz he had just he had like all of a sudden come out of nowhere canele had already dropped earlier mm-hmm. those guys were holes ahead um okay okay so i'm pretty sure it was Shafley, but either way mm-hmm. it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things he knows what he has so he made the safe play he got on the middle of the green left himself a long putt but he two-putted for par mm-hmm. and he gained Basically, three strokes out of that, um because he got the par, whereas other guys got the doubles after he had just birdied on the hole before. Um, so all of a sudden, hey, he's right there now, like the pack has now come to him, mm-hmm. and that's when he took off, and he won the masters when he stuck that shot on 17. yes he, he took that took that T shot on that par three. And he, he 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 just I mean he nutted it. He, he hit it dead on the screws with the right amount of spin, hit the exact spot he wanted to hit because there's the little the little ridge that takes you and drains towards the hole. And that thing, I mean, if he had headed a couple inches to the left, that thing goes in the hole. That thing rolls in the hole for a hole in one. Mm-hmm. Um I that 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 play right there showed the new Tiger Woods, the Tiger Woods that knows that he can't hit the ball 350 yards anymore. Um the Tiger Woods that struggles at times with his with his driver um but he makes up for it in his craftiness. He knows yeah, how to it, hit greens. He knows how to play irons and he
1: knows how to get in the position to putt. You know, um, it's, funny, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that you mentioned that because um he, he's he's adjusting to the game that he now knows, you know, he doesn't have, so to speak. It's it's kind of right. like it's kind of like good pitchers, <clears throat> you know, good pitchers in baseball. Um I, I'll use Mike Mussina as an example as an example because y- you know, the last 2 or 3 years that he was with the Yankees before he retired, you know, it was a struggle. He got demoted into the bullpen because he was struggling so bad, and instead of throwing, he ended up realizing his his limitations. And began pitching right, and when he started pitching instead of throwing his very last year in the majors, he won twenty games um, right. same thing here in this case with Tiger Woods, knowing his limitations and as you had mentioned, adjusting them uh to 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 fit his to fit his game and right. and and in doing and in doing that I ask this because when tiger it's it's no it's no secret when tiger woods is playing on sunday there's really nothing like it and no. and and the ratings are always up whenever he's playing on sundays social media is up everybody's talking about the sport of golf everybody's right. watching everybody's tweeting everybody's this that and this that and and it was it was something to behold it was one of those things you know Every time Tiger Woods is on Sunday, you got to watch it. And right.
0: you You're looking for the red shirt, you know, for me, I was looking that. for a
1: good stream because I can't get channel eight for the <laughs> life of me in uh, my goddamn, in my goddamn living room. But I found one and I was glued to that. And no matter how many times my daughters came up to me and said, can I watch Daniel Tiger? Can I watch this guy? I'm like, yeah, you go watch it over there. I'm watching yeah, Tiger we'll Woods watch on your iPad. Um, y- you know, so I asked this based on all of the the, the, the the trials and tribulations, everything that Tiger Woods has faced uh, mm-hmm. essentially from 2018 until last Sunday uh, yeah. you know the personal situation with with his ex-wife um, the the struggles, the multiple coaches, the multiple caddies, the injuries. The this, the that, the he needs to retire. He's not the same Tiger Woods of old. He's not going to do this. Stephen A. Smith going off on a tangent, um, you, you know, about how he's not as good as he was. And he finds his game and he comes back. Brandon, is this or could this be considered the greatest sports comeback story in, at the very least in our lifetimes, but also of all times, could this be one of the top three co- greatest sports comeback stories, do you think? Uh, I see people I, still putting it down. I still see I see well, people putting it down. Because it's golf.
0: Mm-hmm. People will still want to put it down because it's golf. But what they don't realize is that it isn't an individual sport. There's nothing you can say about what Tiger Woods did to to diminish it really because you can look at Tom Brady and say well he had great defenses at Adam Vinatieri in his early in his career you can look at Joe Montana and go well you know he has Jerry Rice you can look at Michael Jordan and say you know what Phil Jackson Scottie Pippen Dennis Rodman Steve Kerr like he had Tony some Kukoc. great players on his team Tony Kukoc he had great players on his team Horace Grant like mm-hmm. you can say hey you know Jordan just had the right mix of players to go along with him to make him as great as he was when Tiger Woods goes out and wins the Masters at 43 years old after numerous back surgeries two shredded Achilles heels, a shredded knee to come back at 43 years old and play against kids who are like half his age, mm-hmm. who grew up as a kid watching Tiger Woods play golf um, and and want to play golf. And to see them like genuinely excited for him and happy Mm -hmm. for him when he came heading towards the clubhouse after he had won, uh, there is nothing like that in any sport because he did it himself. He had his Mm -hmm. caddy, sure, caddy helps you, but he swings the clubs. Mm -hmm. He swings the clubs, he puts in the putts. He doesn't have a teammate that gets to go out there and like take care of a different one or play defense. This is an individual thing. He looked down an entire field at the age of 43 and all the shit he had gone through and and gone out and won the masters, which is a major, major turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of the four majors, it's the one that's most recognizable by name. Yes.
1: It's a tradition were, unlike you know. any other,
0: as Jim Nance would say. <laughs> right. I there is nothing like that. I mean, the uh, you know, the only other thing that I can think of as far as a sports event um that was as like improbable as it was as exciting was probably the Miracle on Ice. That's yes. really the only thing I can think of because it was such huge odds. Uh Tigers odds were not as huge as the USA beating Russia with amateur players. That's insane. Um, That's insane to me. But at the same time, like, today's game of golf, playing with guys who can hit it 350 yards, 360 yards, and Tiger Woods being able to beat them and outlast them at the age of 43, mm-hmm. and after all the things he'd been through, I don't know how you take anything away from the guy. Honestly, now, I don't.
1: Now, now a, few, a few more t- uh, uh, notes about this, and I will... And then we'll move on to the next subject. But you remember how you, back back in the day when he last won a majors in two thousand and five, yeah. it was all about Tiger versus VJ Singh, right? VJ Singh finished twelve over. He he did not right. make the cut, right? This is I mean this is eleven years after Tiger versus VJ. Uh, so there so so there's that. Uh, also to the purse, Brandon, mm-hmm. that Tiger Woods took in. 11 2.1. million. F- uh, well, it's, it's the purse for the, uh, tur- the tournament, the for tournaments. A- yeah. 11 million for the tournament. 11 he million. Two for point- the
0: tournament. He won 2.1.
1: Yeah. The so. rest
0: of it gets split up with the rest of them. Ah, fair enough. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. But, it's a, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's still, a 2.1 million. It's, it's like the money he just made
0: off of winning. That is insane.
1: Oh, it, it's, it's, it, it's, ins insurmountable. It's insurmountable. It's, and, it's also the one thing too, like,
0: with as much division that we have in everything in this country, with sports, music, movies, politics, everything you can think of, people like to take a side on. Like, And, and people are hardline. It's very rare you find something. Usually it's something very tragic has to happen before everyone kind of gets on the same page and unites behind something. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods this Sunday everyone was behind that guy oh yeah even guys yeah. who like guys who had already finished who maybe had a chance if he fell off to like get into a playoff those guys were out there rooting for him to win like they mm-hmm. wanted to see him win they like they were genuinely incite, excited everybody in the in the in the place was following the large galleries are all chanting for him they all want him to win like people at home are tuned in they're on social media, like root and oh, tiger. I was so
1: I was so glued to the to the TV It doesn't TV happen that it no it doesn't. You have and to it's be always special... happened with Tiger Woods, like you have to even be when special... he was on top of his game, he was right. The you have same to be a guy. special kind of someone in order to captivate everybody at the same time, regardless of whatever. Right. And Tiger Tiger has that it factor. Right. And, you know, we mentioned another thing you mentioned, uh, 43 years old, Tiger, Tiger Woods did this. Jack won his final major at 46. So, right. It's so a, and, and it's, and years, it's years. If he can pull off three more. Yes. But that was in 1986. Jack was 46 in 1986. We have, we're in 2019. Sports science has yeah. advanced. I mean, Tiger could right. easily catch Jack this year. And mm. he, uh, I wouldn't say that. Well, way, I mean, he, he's he got
0: things, but at the same time, the field he's competing against is much better than the field that Nicholas was facing, too.
1: Well, that's all right. Jordan I'll, Spieth I'll, is a
0: hell of a golfer. Rory McElroy is a good golfer. Phil's still always going to be hanging around. old uh, lefty. Paul Darius, very steady
1: as um, or as you called him on the Jim Rome show that one day, Phil not so Mickle slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you got Rory, you've got
0: mm-hmm. um you've got um
1: what's his face? The kid that
0: dresses in all the Puma stuff with the bright colors, um Ricky oh. Fowler. Oh yeah, Justin yeah, yeah. Johnson. Like there's a lot of good golfers out there. Um they're not going to just roll over. It's not going to be easy for them. I think it's going to take a couple of years, 2 to 3 years to get past him but Mm -hmm. i think if he stays healthy and he picks his spots um where he plays tournaments and he doesn't burn himself out on the schedule Mm -hmm. um and then gets into all those majors i think that he can pull some off um you know the uh the british open i think is going to be the hardest one for him because he doesn't Mm -hmm. have the skills he used to have for the distance Mm -hmm. and that is always tough Conditions is a very tough course to play on, and mm-hmm. the weather is always really shitty. But he's got the Masters, the U.S. Open, and um the was it the players? The players, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, well, the
1: PGA Championship too. I, I kept
0: wanting to say that. Like, I kept wanting to say that uh, the U.S. Open and mm-hmm. then the U.S. Open again because I was thinking mm. of tennis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was like you. totally spacing out, but yeah. I mean. I think he can catch him. I don't think it's going to be as simple as like, well, I'll do it this year. Like there's three majors left. I don't think he's going to
1: win all three. Well, true. True. All right. Fair enough. Um, So we'll commit to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep following the story because again, yeah, it's it's a great story wins, to follow right? and, and it's, and it's great television. And, you know, if we were around in podcast, if podcasts were a thing back in 2003, we probably would have followed Michael Jordan's final, Uh, final tour around the NBA, but you know, this is, this is, you know, it's, it's big and it's good, but uh, we do have to move on. But the thing
0: was Jordan didn't announce his retirement until after he won his championship, he disappeared. And then he came back and did the whole wizards thing. But you know, it wasn't like he announced like Dwayne Wade or Dirk Nowitzki that before the season he was going to retire. This was his last year. He didn't say that like true at the end of it. When he when he got his sixth championship, he, he called it
1: a day. Well, no, I more uh, met in two thousand and three when he was a wizard and he knew he was oh, done, well, no and he was going on really his right goodbye God. goodbye NBA tour. But yeah, but was washed by then. Someone who is not washed and who is not going up, uh, going goodbye anytime soon in Seattle. <laughs> Russell Wilson uh, I can't believe f- People actually thought he was going to leave. He signed a four-year, $140 million extension to remain with the Seattle Seahawks through 2023. Now, last week, uh, it had been rumored that he was wanting to leave, not not only going to leave, but wanting to leave so he could play for the New York Giants. Um, And then, of course, he got his uh, four-year, $140 million extension, which makes him now the highest-paid player uh, in the history of the national football league, his career stats, Brandon passer a rating, 10.3, hundred uh, point three touchdown to interceptions, 196 touchdowns to 63 interceptions. He's got a 64.2 uh, completion percentage, 25,624 passing yards, 3,651 rushing yards and 16 rushing touchdowns to add to it. Oh, by the way, he's a super bowl champion and a former rookie of the year. Um, he stated that he has wanted to play until he is 45 years old. Uh, by the time that this current contract ends, uh, in 2023, he will be 35 years old. So he'll, he'll definitely be, you know, looking, hoping, hoping for, um, another decent contract after this. Uh, so I have to ask this and I already know my answer, which is yes. um, But is Russell Wilson, in your estimation, in your opinion, really worth being the highest paid player in the National Football League? No, I don't think so. You don't think Uh, so?
0: No, I don't think so. And the reason he is the highest paid player right now is because everyone keeps setting the new benchmark. And teams are afraid to lose their franchise guy, so they'll keep climbing the ladder. And the next guy that's going to become a free agent is going to be paid higher than he is. That, okay, it, it's just a
1: never-ending ceiling. He's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong; he's a really good quarterback. All right, let me retool um, this question then. Was he worth? Was he worth the money that Seattle's paying? Is he worth it? Is he worth that I mean, one hundred and forty million dollar extension? To okay, let's take the being there, h- the highest paid player say, out of it. Let's take that that title of being the highest paid player out of it. Is Russell Wilson really worth that four-year, $140 million extension? Yes, because it's a quarterback.
0: You can't let quarterbacks go. You cannot let a guy who is a franchise quarterback go because it could be decades before you get your next good quarterback. Mm -hmm. Only very few teams. Very few teams get lucky to have back-to-back really good quarterbacks. Right. Right. Uh, the the Forty uh, Niners did with Steve Young backing up Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. Uh, Brett Favre passing on to
1: Aaron Rodgers. That's another mm-hmm. one. But can you name any more? Uh, I would argue, I, I, and and I know there was a the year where it was suck for luck, but technically Indianapolis Peyton Manning was still on that roster even though he was injured. Peyton Manning uh, to Andrew Luck. I'd, I'd argue Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck would be in that. In, in that Maybe, particular. maybe,
0: yeah. maybe, but they didn't have the immediate succession plan. The, like okay. Peyton was gone. Like mm-hmm. they knew they were going to draft Luck. Peyton was just there because he was under contract. I mean,
1: the Jets, the Jets had Joe Namath to Sam Darnold. So we're good. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> they had Jim Kelly to Josh Allen. Like, <laughs> if you look at it, look at the Dolphins. They haven't had a great quarterback since Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. The Broncos had old, old Peyton Manning to help them, but they haven't had a franchise quarterback since John Elway. Mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta has Matt Ryan. They had Matt, Michael Vick for a little bit, but there was a large gap in between Mike Vick to Matt Ryan. Right. Um, you know, the, if you look at the Chicago Bears. When's their last like real franchise quarterback? Like Jim McMahon? Like you can't yeah, was... You can't let him go. You cannot let these guys go. Russell Wilson took him to a Super Bowl. He is an elite quarterback. Two Super Bowls. A top, he's a top ten. Well, he's one one.
1: Yes. And he was a, he was a Pete Carroll fuck up play away from being
0: 2-0.
1: Right. But anyways. Okay.
0: He's he's a great, he's a great quarterback. He really is. He also had a really great defense. Since that defense has kind of deteriorated, so has Seattle. But at the same time, Seattle is competing with Arizona for the number one pick. If they don't have Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. you know I hear this. I hear this nonsense where you know the uh, the Rams are talking about you know they may. They may not uh it may not be a good idea to sign Jared Goff to a long Well, that's probably not a good idea because he went from Kurt Warner to Jared Goff. <laughs> like you had to wait all the way to Jared Goff to get another good quarterback. You had mm-hmm. to move to another city. Right. Um, you know, it, you don't you don't walk away from a franchise guy. I mean, that's what happened to the the Ravens, and it turned out that you know Flacco wasn't really the franchise guy. But he did win them a Super Bowl, and Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do? Let him walk away? And then he goes and he has a great career with somebody else. You know, that's the risk you take because it's such an important position these days. So when Russell Wilson says, Hey, I'm gonna leave, Seattle's gonna make sure he doesn't because they know
1: that they could end up with nobody. For the next decade, I think I I think Russell Wilson is is worth the money that Seattle's paying for him because to your he's point worth the money I, mean, I just don't think he's the top I don't think he should be the top paid player but that's that's but that's, next, that he'll be he'll be that season. he'll be that for another eight months somebody else is going to be the top paid player by this time next year I don't know who's
0: the next big extension is going to probably be Mahomes so Mahomes will probably take him over. So that'll be uh, that'll be another couple years contract.
1: Yeah, that'll be another couple of years. So um, Well, they get
0: 4 years after they're drafted, right? They get
1: 4 right. years, right. So he just completed his second year, so we'll go this year and then I get I bet well, you Well, I'm
0: guessing they're going to have to either if he's having a good season this year, they're going to extend him
1: this year. Can they extend in the middle of a rookie contract? I believe so. I don't think they can. I didn't think they could until their, until the 4th year. Really, they could do the option for the. They could do the option for the fifth year, which I don't think that Kansas City would do because Mahomes would probably sit uh, if, especially if he's throwing another fifty touchdowns next year. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, but which yes,
0: you're, NFL, It's most likely going to happen.
1: Say what? Which in today's NFL, is most likely going to happen. Oh, oh, exactly. But uh, to your point, uh, it's it's at that point here. Um, I think. You know, with Mahomes, Mahomes led the league Off's last year. Obviously, fifty touchdowns the previous year before. Who won the touchdown passing touchdown title? Russell Wilson. So, um, he's put he he has been he's been he's been Seattle's identity, and he brought them their own... Uh, you know, he well. I mean, okay, okay, Legion. Now. You're right, Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom. You're yeah. right, but he's been the consistent uh, since then. So yeah, cause they're gone. Right. So, injuries uh, and you know, trades. Speaking uh, of speaking of gone, Brandon. Yes. Moving over to hockey. <laughs> the,
0: the this this
1: brings me such joy, despite the fact that my playoff beard will probably come off this weekend uh, because <laughs> the Flames are not looking too good now all of a sudden. Yeah, but uh, that's OK, because the Tampa Bay Lightning, whom all the Tampa Bay fans were coming out the woodwork after they won 62 <laughs> wins, we tied the 95-96 Detroit Red Rings for the most ever in season. Tampa Bay, we're going all the way, baby. Tampa, we're here. We are laying claim to Lord Stanley's Cup. They won the President's Trophy, which is awarded to the team that finishes with the most points, or for you non-hockey folks, best record each season. And what that does is that guarantees home ice advantage throughout all four rounds of the Stanley Cup, obviously. This 62-win Tampa Bay Lightning team, a shoe-in, Brandon, for the Stanley Cup. (laughs) They came out out the it too. Swept out of the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, This is history because, Brandon, Tampa Bay becomes the first President's Trophy team in National Hockey League history, which is a very, very long history Mm -hmm. to lose in the first round of the Stanley cup playoffs for the Columbus blue jackets. It is their first playoff series win in franchise league history. Columbus was awarded the, the uh, expansion franchise back in 2000 Uh, going through the games here in game one, Tampa Bay came out house of fire led three, nothing before giving up four goals to lose four to three in game two, the blue jackets had a three, nothing lead and they never looked. Tampa scored five minutes into the third period, but the Blue Jackets added two more in game two to win five to one. Now we go into game three. The Blue Jacks had a two nothing lead after a power play goal in the second. Tampa scored one in the third after five minutes in, but an empty net goal uh, by the Blue Jackets ended the game at three one. Now here it is game Four. 62 win team coming in. They don't want to get swept. They don't want to be in the same category as a certain 73-win team that blew a 3-1 lead one year in a, in a different sport. So they came out, and Braden Point and Tampa Bay scored the power play goal to tie the game 3-3 with two minutes and change left to go in the second period. And then Oliver Jork, Jorkstand, I believe I said his name right there, uh, scored with one minute and change left in the second. uh. Oh, Columbus, your George York sand. sand. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Columbus regained the lead and Brandon, they never looked back. They added three more goals in the later portion of the third in the, e- to end the game with a seven to three win and a series sweep. So Brandon, I ask you as my hockey guy, because uh, mm-hmm. Ryan is not uh, with us on this podcast, although uh, I'm going to extend the invite to him and others for uh, our 100th episode and five more episodes, uh, but that's besides the case. Brandon, is this story, this Tampa Bay Lightning story, which brings me such glee. Mm-hmm. I hate Tampa. Um, is this not only one of the biggest, the, the biggest upsets, not just in NHL history, but in sports history?
0: Uh, it's not the biggest in sports, but it's definitely. An no, no, no. One of. One of. uh yeah i i do think it's one of um it definitely is for hockey i mean you just can't go in there as a 62 win team probably the best regular season ever you have the mvp on your team and nikita kucherov who basically did nothing uh the entire series uh, to go in and, and to lose in four games uh that can happen Um, so Tampa's got a lot of soul searching to do. Um, Mm -hmm. you can't tell me it's, oh, well, you know, success got to us that, that bullshit that John Cooper is trying to talk about. No success had nothing to do with it. Your guys did not, they did not play for their capabilities, uh, but they played with zero. I mean, zero heart uh they got rattled real fast. When they blew that 3-0 lead, they had a 3-0 lead, they looked like they were just going to roll over Columbus and this series was going to be over in 4 and they were going to, you know, kind of cruise their way to the Stanley Cup. They lost. They never had a chance the rest of the series. They never were in it. They got desperation game 4. They got, you know, their power play going and they got a couple of goals, but they snapped I mean, almost immediately and gave it up they They, I think they were kind of overrated. I think the Atlantic is a overrated division. Mm-hmm. Um, after this coming series with Boston and Toronto, there's only gonna be one Atlantic team left. All the rest are from the Metro. Both wild cards came out of the Metro. Um, you know, the Metro is so much tougher. It took, you know, I mean, the Islanders pasted the Penguins, but it didn't get... It wasn't like a pasting. Like They didn't run up the score on us. Every game was tight um, against the Islanders. They were just... They wanted it more. Uh, Pittsburgh was just... It took them to the last game of the season. To clear... Or second to last game of the season to clinch a spot. That's how tight that division was. The Columbus Blue Jackets were the number two wild card and got Tampa as the reward for making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um But they were only five points behind Washington to take over the number one seed in the Metropolitan. Mm -hmm. That's how tight that division was. So the Metro, I think, is much better. I think Tampa's big numbers feasted on a lot of those really bad Atlantic teams because you play a lot more in your division. right? I think they feasted on Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo, Montreal. Those teams are garbage. Uh, Montreal made a nice run and tried to get in the playoffs. They ultimately fell apart when they had to play teams from the Metro mm-hmm. and fell out of playoff contention. The uh, so, in terms of it being you know on paper the biggest upset, it is. But hockey is such a different sport. Um, it's really the only sport you can look at when you look at it, and that the it seems like the wild card has just as much chance of winning everything as the number one seed does. And it Mm -hmm. seems like that every year. I mean, just look Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago uh, with um, the run the Nashville Predators made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Chicago Blackhawks had won the Western Conference. They were the number one seed. Nashville got in on the last day of the season, and they swept Chicago. Chicago scored one goal the entire series. Yeah, I Um, remember that. The, it's and now you look over in the Western Conference now Calgary kind of cruised and and took the number 1 seed in the Western Conference and yeah, they're playing for,
1: Colorado thanks, thanks for reminding me
0: Yeah well I mean hey I just <laughs> talked about Pittsburgh getting swept so Yeah that's you know, true uh, Now
1: no, so you, you I, look
0: at it though but you guys are playing the 8 seed and they took again to the last game of the season to get in but they don't look like an 8 seed Every playoff team when it gets to the playoffs they all look evenly matched All the series I mean look at Carolina is now tied with Washington. Washington got up 2-0. It's 2-2. Uh you look at um St. Louis and Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Again, another tight series. 2-0, mm-hmm. 2-2. Now it looks like it's
1: going to be 3-2. It Winnipeg. could be 3-2 Winnipeg right now uh, at yeah, right the right now as as we're recording in the third period, uh, they're leading 2-1. Right. Um, but uh but yeah, you know to your point there. And I ask you this because it's so unpredictable right now, with Bruins and Leafs tied two and two, Caps and Hurricanes tied two and two, uh, Blue Jackets and the Islanders are already advanced. They had serious sweeps with Brandon. <laughs> Who's the favorite out of the East? Who's the new favorite out of the East? Out of, out of the East? Out of the East. I have no uh, I have no idea.
0: I would you know what? It, Maybe this it might, might be a better question to, to ask say? next week. Yeah, I think it is because you don't know what's going to happen in that Bruins and 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 Maple Leaf series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of have a feeling that Boston's going to get by Toronto and Toronto's going to fail once again. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's my feeling but, on that. I mean, Carolina is now tied with Washington. I don't know who's coming out of that series, so I, I'd have to say I have to wait until all the chips are down because it's going to it's going to depend on matchups. You know, if if Toronto and Boston beat the living shit out of each other, and they got nothing left, and they got mm-hmm. to face a rested Columbus team that finally got over that first round hump, won mm-hmm. a playoff series for the first time, and they absolutely pasted
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, they're going to be in the finals, like mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference Finals. And then you look at the the Metro one, the Metro bracket. It's going to be the Islanders versus either Carolina or Washington. Right now, it's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like TJ Oshie took a serious injury uh, in that game. He, it looks like he's going to be done for a while. Um, okay. he's going to miss some time. He got pushed into the boards and his shoulders, uh, pretty fucked up. Apparently, oh, um, no. Good. His coach uh, already said he's going to miss quite some time. All right. So. You know it's unfortunate, but uh, at the same time, it's been a very physical series, so they're going to beat each other up, and then you're going to have a rested, confident uh, New York Islanders team. So, all right, I, I, it, it could switch round around. Honestly, that's that's how tight everything is in that division.
1: All right, very Western good. Conference is hard too. I, well, I'll tell you this. I, I'll tell you this. We'll I'll reask this question uh, next week, which yeah. you know, uh, uh, if all goes according. If all goes according to plan, we will be having a our second annual live podcast during the Woo! NFL draft. Although, unlike last year where we were kind of NFL draft specific and kind of just bullshitting with that, I'm actually going to write a normal podcast. So, in between the picks, we can BS about uh, you know what's going on in our normal podcast. So, next week's podcast may be a little longer and may actually include commercials because of that. Uh, because homie's going to need a break <laughs> but uh <laughs> this one already but, feels pretty long so. yeah this one this one's long so we'll touch base on that i'm going to go right into the quick hits uh, right now uh, we'll fire through these and then we will end the podcast because uh yeah, yeah. homie's got to get some rest so uh, quick hits here we go brandon if you were one of the lucky few that paid for the aaf season tickets and did not see a full season game a full season of games brandon you likely won't be getting a full refund. As noted by Daniel Kaplan of Sports Business Journal, the 1,117-page list of AAF creditors contained in its bankruptcy filing includes, quote, many season ticket holders with more than $48 million in liabilities and less than $12 million in assets. Uh, the season ticket holders will be lucky to get much, if any, of their money back absent separate litigations that will successfully secure the shortfall from individuals deemed responsible for a league that didn't have sufficient uh, funding uh, proceeding as it did. So, uh, be glad you didn't buy those fleet tickets. Like, hey, I'm glad I talked you off the ledge for those. <laughs> yeah, I know, because <laughs> all the airfare and all that stuff. That's right, you know. man. Uh, yeet fleet baby. Uh, speaking of uh, alternative act, uh, alternative football leagues, uh, Brandon Jeff Fisher uh, <laughs> denies reports that he'll be the head coach of the XFL's Houston franchise. Uh, they, right. The XFL themselves still have two coaching vacancies in both LA and Houston, and one man who has coached in both cities has been linked to one of the jobs, even though he disputes the report uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, that's March, or er, excuse me, April eighteenth. Um, Jason Lock and Fora, the always reliable of CBS reported that he's hearing that Jeff Fisher is in line, uh, hearing and in line in quotes to be the coach of Houston's XFL team. Uh, Jeff Fisher then took to Twitter to call a report, not fake news, but false news and suggested and that Lock and, Fora get, news. Yes, Lock and Fora get better sources. Uh, his first NFL head coaching job came in Houston with the Oilers. Uh, he coached the Oilers and Titans from 1994 through 2010, and then the Rams from 2002, or excuse me, 2012 to 2016. Uh, he's linked to seven and nine. Brandon, he can't be seven or nine in a league that has ten games. Uh, Bob <laughs> Stoops <laughs> <Bob Stoof laughs> will coach the Dallas franchise. Pep Hamilton coaches Washington. Jim Zorn, Seattle. Mark so Trussman his, coaches Tampa. His seven and nine is going to be four and six. There you go. Okay, there will be it's got to be for 10 games. Indeed, Kevin uh, Gilbride uh, as has been <laughs> most recently named, you mean the, the recipient of a, a right hook from Buddy Ryan? That's right. That's Kevin right. Kevin
0: Gilbride. Hey, I'll never forget that
1: ever. That man, that man will will head the New York XFL franchise and uh, just recently the XFL named Jonathan Hayes as the head coach of the XFL st louis franchise and more and more xfl news for you brandon because i know you're ready for it Uh, they plan two games a week on network television and two more on major cable vince mcmahon he's not playing uh the xfl wants to make this clear that they are not the aaf after the aaf went bankrupt the xfl which will launch next year is explaining that it has a far more viable business plan as we documented last podcast uh that the AAF ever had XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck said the XFL has deals with, quote, two very powerful media companies, and the XFL will have two games a week on over-the-air network television and two games on major cable channels. My guess, Brandon, is that it is Fox. Eh, eh, that, they're, that they're working with Fox, um, which coincides with the uh, move of SmackDown to Fox and the $5 billion deal that, that happened. Um, yep. But... Yep. Uh, they believe that they have Brandon a good a successful uh, launch plan for February of 2020 and they're gonna have eight games with four games a week um, what, do you, what do you what do you think about that They're, they're not uh, for, okay. on the surface it sounds like they don't they're not being stupid with
0: it when they get past two seasons then I'll take them seriously all right very good very good uh, breaking news oh breaking news go ahead we have a tie in oh st. Louis. Oh. St. Louis and Winnipeg.
1: The <laughs> oh, Blues no. have tied the game. Oh my goodness! They, six minutes left in that game. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be that's gonna be an Braden interesting one. That's gonna be an interesting one to follow. Finally, uh, with the quick hits, thank you for your quick hit contribution there, Brandon. Um, um, the Texans, back to NFL news. The Texans expect Will Fuller to be back for the season opener um, when they play the Saints. I like him. He's a deep threat opposite deandre hopkins he continues to rehab from a torn interior cruciate ligament i cannot pronounce those goddamn names for the life of those it's an names. acl just ACL. say it okay acl whatever i'm trying to I'm be Newlin, pittsburgh whatever. penguin uh, pittsburgh
0: penguin defenseman played the entire postseason with a torn pcl
1: oh okay very good uh, the Texans felt good enough about Fuller's return that they let Demarius Thomas go, which, by the way, Demarius Thomas is now a New England Patriot. Um, Fuller injured his right knee on an October 25th game against the Dolphins. He has 11 touchdowns in the 11 games he has that he has played with Deshaun Watson. Clearly, there's a connection there. But he missed six games in 2017 and nine games last season. They're counting on both him and Kiki QT. Uh, to stay healthy on the field to compliment DeAndre Hopkins. So that's all I have for that, and we have run very, very long, so I'm going to go ahead and get, cue the wonderful music and say that this podcast is going to be adjourned right now. Uh, so we thank you all very much for tuning in, listening in to us here on the Listen In podcast episode number 95 in the books. Brandon, let us we're going to do this again next week for the NFL Draft. Um, yeah, no mission to Honduras next week. No mission to Honduras for him. Uh, no trees to cut down for me. I've cut down goddamn five of them, and I am <laughs> dog-tired, and I will talk more about that another time. But anyways, uh, next week we're doing this. Thanks again for tuning in. Brandon, good day to you, sir. Good day to you. So long everybody. Good night now. Flavor Flav, I'm tired to you- get Yeah boy. <laughs> the preceding presentation has been brought to you by the Gear Network.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about
1: anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry.